Audio by Raising Free People Network. You can't keep using tools of oppression and expect to raise free people. <laughs> I'm tired. This week's episode almost did not happen for several reasons. And still, I'm here because as I sat with my options, it became clear to me that I'm not that kind of tired. I'm not the kind of tired that just wants to lay down and be done with it all. I've been that kind of tired before, and I'll probably be that kind of tired in moments again. But that's not the kind of tired I am. The tired I am is the type that isn't gonna try to put together a perfect episode with audio clips from the episodes that I'm going to recommend to you, the perfect time in time out stamp and transition music in between. I am the kind of tired that insists that I am 100% present and not presenting. If you're needing an episode, my listener friend, if you're needing an episode that is just away from the realities that are happening and just more so focused on self-directedness and the things that we get, many, many things that we get from that, because that's how we usually get down here, which has its critical points and it's good and bad. But what I'm saying is that this episode will not be that. I will be addressing anti-Blackness and the results of it in the forms in this episode, okay? So if you just need that time away from it all, this is not your episode, all right? Take care of yourself and do something different. (laughs) So what I was saying is that what is present now is the reality that in 2016, in the summer of 2016, I started this podcast as a result of communications that were happening when two black bodies were lynched by police. Back then, in the summer of 2016, it was Alton Sterling and Philando Castile. Now, right at the tip of summer of 2020, I'm recording this episode in response to the communications that, and other things that are happening, the different forms of communications that are happening when more black bodies were lynched by police. What's also present is that Breonna Taylor, another example of a black woman a body, a black body laying there at the hands of police, a lynching, that she was 26. She was 26 years old, Breonna Taylor. 
and her murderers have not been arrested as of the time that I'm recording this episode in the summer of 2020. Brianna was 26. And as I let that sink in, I was like, shit, (laughs) I was 26 when I had Marley, when I had my first daughter. And I went back to the memory of being, I think, maybe I was 15 or 14, 15, I think. I wrote about it. I'm going to put the link on the show notes. But I think I was 15 when I had my first and only violent experience directly on my physical body from a police officer. 15. And then I thought about 15 and 26 (laughs) and like just kind of like in the middle of significant periods of your life as a teenager, 15 is like you're no longer right in the beginning of teenage years and you're kind of nearing the end part, but not quite. 26, you're on the other side of your mid-20s, you know, and I just like at every stage, because I think, of course, about women in their 30s and 40s and 50s, and at every stage, I have a story of a Black woman body in particular that I know of, including my own, that was attacked by a police officer. That experience I had at 15 could have gone so many different ways because the then, I think he might have been like 17 or 18, (laughs) my homeboy, his older brother was with us and he was like, yo, what are you doing? I don't even remember exactly what he said, but he said it at the police officer who then allowed me to get up off the hood of the car, his car that he had slammed me down on, face down. And, you know, when he took that chance, it could have gone so many different ways. And when I went home and told my mother and she reacted... It could have gone so many different ways. And and I'm yet, (laughs) the fact is that it's still going. The fact is that I can and do and have to live with the both and, the dichotomy, the dual realities that when I think about my memories and the different stages of my life and other people around me, I live every day with the both and of memories like that that won't go away and continue through the stories of other people like Breonna Taylor, whose end met the most tragic of options. The pattern continues. The pattern continues and it's tiring. It's tiring. I'm tired. I'm about tired, but not the kind of tired that says, don't show up this week on the podcast. It's the kind of tired that reminds me that I'm many people, many things. I come as a collective of the spirits of the bodies that were lynched 
and otherwise lost, and the spirits, and sometimes the knowledge through books and conversations and whatever of the ones who did make it through and were able to share their voice and were able to give me the things that I need, the reminders that I need, the shoring up that I need, the discernment that I need, the collective sense, the usness that I represent even when I'm in a room and it looks like I'm by myself. Those are the things that I can and do draw on. I'm the kind of tired that reminds me that I don't have to carry it all because I do come with the knowledge of ancestors and present folks. And I do come with support. And you listening, you come with support in various forms. Think about what your support looks like for you now. And I'm talking to you in your Black body right now. You're who I'm talking to. Think about what support looks like for you now. Who or what supports you? Because (laughs) right now, you have to have an intimate relationship, a clarity, an ease of access to whatever support feels like for you right now. I'm tired, but not that kind of tired. Not the kind of tired that's not going to show up and try to be in community in whatever ways that I can, which might mean messaging someone who invited me to a thing online nowadays and saying, I'm not going to be able to make it and not give a reason after that, just saying, I'm not going to be able to make it. Thank you. Love you. If that's what's true. Or the kind of tired that says, I am going to show up, but I thought I was going to have to like, I don't know, do my hair or something because it's a video thing. But I realized that I don't have to do my hair. I don't even have to turn on my video, but I'm going to be present for people and for myself. You know, the kind of tired where you can't show up with all the pretenses, the kind of tired where you can only like stand up wide (laughs) and open up your toes and roll your shoulders back and look forward and say, yeah, okay, what's happening here? Let me see whether where I am now can give this my attention. Let me see if I can be of support and supported in this moment. And that's why I'm here today in particular, (laughs) wanting to show up in a way that gives us a chance to be together as ourselves. The way that (laughs) so many of you talk to me in various forms about where you listen to this podcast, where you listen to me, where you listen to the people that I invite on who are so gracious in saying yes. (laughs) we get to be together in these moments and think about the type of things that we think about and hold space for our full spectrum of emotions because I'm tired and I'm angry and I'm supported (laughs) and I'm in 
relationships with other Black people who are also bout tired and are channeling that in ways that allow us to do something. And I am in relationships with a few white people who are understanding of what it means to be more than an advocate or someone who gives you money, but someone who really shows up, someone who understands terms like reparations, someone who is listening. Yeah. So I want to use this time to not only ask you about what support looks like for you and to invite you to be really present with that and to nurture that, water that, okay? But to also share some episodes that I believe will be of support for you too. I combed through all 174 (laughs) and some brata ones, some little extras. And I was gonna, as I mentioned, I was gonna put the timestamps and Juan was gonna go in and add those excerpts in here and all these other things are happening and I'm trying to keep to everything I promised myself that I was going to get done. And it's like, you know what? Show up, show up, show up. So that's what I'm going to do. Be sure to head over to the show notes page, raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 174, because the links directly to the following Is it 10? I think it's 10 episodes will be there. All right. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. What up? This is a good starting point. And if you're not new to the podcast, you'll definitely connect with some of the people and gems and tambourine inducing motherfucking moments that were in these episodes right here. All right, let's do it. Episode 74, What Does Raising Free People Mean? I love that episode because I wrote out an essay that really just detailed how that showed up for me back then, Raising Free People. And as I re-listened to it recently, it is still right there, right there. So I think you'll appreciate that. Episode 74. Next, episode 86, Raising the Queer, Black, and Free. What? That says so much in and of itself. That's episode 86. Next, episode 101, Togethering the Othered. Yo, you know what? If I say too much about each episode, this episode will be an hour long. Let me just go through. Episode 102, Raising Free People, Raising Aware People. <sighs> so good. <laughs> episode 106, Racial Equity in Self-Directed Education. So that one was a recap of the Liberation and Education Summit that happened in Atlanta, hosted by Hartwood, Agile Learning Center here in Atlanta. Episode 109, Black Queer Feminist Approach to Self-Directed Education. (sighs) (laughs) Y'all. Episode 113 of the Pleasure Series. Oh, gosh. Yo, I need to have, okay, I'm envisioning a live event 
with like just listening and the people from these episodes. <sighs> I need that. All right. <laughs> Episode 120, Alternatives to Toxic Whiteness. Listen, yeah. Right now in particular, go listen to that one, episode 120. Episode 124, yes, a response to the often asked question, what is confident autonomy? What is confident autonomy? Because I typically answer the question, what do you want for your children, you know, or for their lives or whatever, that confident autonomy. And that's episode 124. Next up, episode 134, busting the de-schooling myth. Yes. <laughs> Episode 135, Barriers to Raising Free People. <laughs> and lastly, Episode 132, The Real Reason Our Children Are Not Enough. <laughs> yeah. Go listen to those. Spend some time. I don't think I'm going to be recording an episode for next week. I need the space. Maybe. We'll see. But I'm so grateful, of course, for your ears, for the connection, for those of you who take the extra steps to reach out to me on social media, Instagram, at Fair of the Free Child, or you come all the way through to the Make It Happen family on Patreon. Thank you so much. Let me shout out the 20 six new patrons that have shown up recently. And I know there are more <laughs> over the past few days, but I'm going to start with these. And listen, I love that space so much because especially as we continue to grow, there are all these ideas that I have and I'm inspired by other creators on Patreon, like Issa Rae. She's why I got on there. It was the very first person that I supported on Patreon. And now there's a gang of creators that I happily support. And this is how the karma is happening because I'm supported by so many of you. And that space is really somewhere where I can open up in a way that not even in our Facebook group, it isn't the same because for folks who take that step, there's a different level of connection that isn't just about the money because you can come in as for as low as a dollar a month and there are also other ways that I use the content that is generated there to just share it freely and openly. But there's a live component that I'm really excited about nurturing now, especially as my book is about to come out, Raising Free People book. And I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to work through that space and for people to show up and say, look, this is what I have. I don't want to make sure that y'all can do this every week because it matters. It's changing things. We've gotten so much coverage over the past week in different spaces, and it's really allowed and is allowing for more voice for the people that are on this podcast. And so thank you for being a part of the Make It Happen family on patreon.com forward slash Akila. So let me shout out a set of our newest members of that family. Melanie, Dana, Lieke, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, L-I-E-K-E. Erin, Jamie, Leslie, Haley, Emily, Kate, A Thread of Mindfulness, Alyssa, Lane, Rebecca, Hannah, Jane, Chocolate Love Joy, aka Michaelia, 
Marianne, Joy, Laura, Logan, Abby, Gabriella, Rebecca, Tara, Erica. Welcome to the Make It Happen family. Thank you so much for being there. I'm going to close out with the intro that Marley, that same baby girl that I had at 26, <laughs> recorded for me when, I don't I think that was in season one. It's so good, so good to have this disruption of the pandemic. I'm going to say that again. It's good to have this disruption of the pandemic specifically because that bout tired is also bringing a lot of parents to a space where they're about tired of perpetuating colonizer behavior disguised as responsible parenting. And I know that world very well because I used to live in it myself. So it's not a judgmenting, right? It's an invitation. It's an invitation to explore, to de-school. I'm going to make sure I put the link to the de-schooling group that Malika, Melissa, and Bria are hosting every month. I talked about it, I think, last week. We need those spaces. I'm really grateful for the disruption that's happening right now because, yes, we are in the middle of a pandemic that is unparalleled in certain ways, and it's just magnifying certain things that have been around and also creating maybe some iterations of some other shit too. But what it's also doing is making us sick and tired of <laughs> trying to hold up something that was never ours to begin with, which is this oppressive power over dominant structure when it comes to how we relate to our children. We are circular, I We are people of circles and ciphers and drums and shit. We don't power over we create rhythm. And when we have this space to disrupt the regularly scheduled oppressive fuckery, we can start to see some of the ways that we're getting in the way of healthy, loving, right relationships with our people, ourselves, our children, our plants, our animals, all of it. <laughs> so yeah, Miley is going to close us out here. And again, new and old to the podcast. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. We're going to talk this liberation talk. You're going to hear from so many people and have heard from in previous episodes. Go listen if you haven't. So many people who are designing their own liberation walk and center their identities and communities in the middle of that in ways that are growing them, not without challenges, but also not without rewards not without shifts, not without connection. Let's not forget that in the middle of all of it, okay? So be tired. Be any kind of tired you are. But don't forget about this option where you're tired in a way that is just like going to slow you down enough to get you really focused on doing exactly what needs to be done without all the bullshit and fluff around it. You are entitled to and you got access to that too, all right? Plenty love. Chat to you next week. Bear of the Free Child is a weekly podcast that centers black and brown people's voices and experiences in discussions about unconventional parenting. With a particular interest in self-directed education, Akila S. Richards and special guest co-hosts will discuss the fears and the fears of raising liberated children of color in a world that tends to diminish, dehumanize, and disappear them.